0: Taking a coffee break? Then plug in your earphones and let this episode play. By the time you have finished your coffee, you'll have learned something new about UX design. This is UX Anudeep. I'm a UX designer and a mentor who has helped more than 12,000 students kickstart their journey into UX design. Welcome to my podcast, UX Coffee Break, a not-so-bookish UX podcast. In this podcast, I share the very same things that have helped a lot of my mentorship students get their first UX job. So enjoy your coffee and start your learning. One of those big questions, Anudeep, how much do I get paid if I become a UX designer? What are the salaries for a beginner UX designer? So let me give you perspectives about salaries as well. You know, I also know obviously that I'm not going to talk about how much salary people will <laughs> get. Obviously, because that's such a simple thing to do. Go to LinkedIn, go to any of this. Just Google UX designer salaries. There are hundreds of salaries which come. The real question is, how much will I get? That's the biggest question all of you have. Because I see salaries which say some 3 lakh, 4 lakh. I see salaries say 15 lakh, 20 lakh for a fresher UX designer. What is the truth, Anadip? What is this? What's happening? Right? How much will I get? I'm a graphic designer. No, probably I'll get 6 lakhs. I'm an architect. No, I'll get only 3 lakhs. (laughs) see it's to 2 lakhs only elegant right this is what people think right let me tell you let me tell you how salaries work in ux design and once i talk about it then you'll get more clarity about it the way salaries work in ux design right now at least the way it is working right now and probably G- G be the same for a lot number of years is there is no standard definition of what a ux designer does because it's a very, very ambiguous role. Because you're solving problems. And you're like, hey, Aradip, I don't understand what you mean by solving problems. And that's exactly how the field is. Let's say you're working in OU, a hotel booking app. What can happen is they can come to you and say that, hey, you know what? We want to introduce homestay booking. But only for the people who are between the ages of 20 to 30. They can come and tell you. And then you're like, hey, you know what? I Please go and make a design for this and come back. And you'll be like, okay, what do you mean by homestay? What kind of homestays? Where? Why only these 20 to 30 years of people? And all these kind of questions which come, right? That's exactly how the situation will be. You'll be left in this ambiguity. Our daily role has a lot of ambiguity. And that's exactly what is there in UX design process as well is the whole process will make people, the company, the designers, go from ambiguity to clarity. Because that's the fundamental of what UX designers do is because we do not know who booked those hotels, what kind of hotels, right? Why only those people from 20 to 30 years of age, what kind of bookings do people under 20 years do? What kind of bookings do are over 30 years people do, right? Which all places, because the company doesn't know all these things. The designer doesn't know all these things. The job of the UX designer is to solve for all these things while they're working in the UX design process. And therefore, all of you need to understand that the UX designer role has a lot of ambiguity in it. And the whole process itself gets us from this ambiguity to clarity. So what happens is therefore, there is no way of bringing a standard definition of what a UX designer does. So the first point you need to note down is different kind of problems have different ambiguity because of which some processes take two days, some processes take two years. Your job can vary between projects which are done to two years versus two years. Then how can you draw a line between the kind of work which you do on a daily basis? It's very, very difficult. That's the first thing. The second thing is different companies have different kinds of problems, right? Different variables and different kinds of problems, right? The impact of how much they're trying to solve these problems totally varies. Some people probably have a problem which takes probably six months to solve, but all they'll get is a very, very small increment in their business. Some people might solve on a problem which takes only two weeks, but gives a drastic business impact. Right? So therefore, the kind of problems and the kind of impact they're getting for these problems also varies for these companies. And therefore, based on all these factors, the salaries of UX designers are totally different. And then what happens because of this is, therefore, since the scenario is totally different, All of you need to very, very clearly get this. The role UX designer because of this reason is not about, Hey, you know what? There is a bar over here, right? Whoever is above that bar is a fit, right? Probably let's say that it's not like that, uh, IIT entrance examination, which we write whoever gets that more than 280 marks done. You got the seat you got, you become a UX designer. That's not exactly how it works. The way it works is more like matchmaking. All of you understand this. Let me give you the matchmaking example. UX designer role job application is not like there's a queen over there. A lot of Rajas came, right? And then they're trying to, that is not how UX design works. It's about the compatibility between the company and the person. It's about finding the right kind of match. You might be the right kind of a match for a company called Zepto, but probably you're not the right kind of match for Swiggy. And probably you're the right kind of match for Amazon. It's about the match. It's not about whether you clear that 280 cutoff or whatever. This is one of the biggest misunderstandings people have as UX designers. Therefore, what we do is when we build our portfolios, we kind of understand not just about trying and applying to every random company out there because we are thinking, hey, you know what? I, can, I have this 280 score over here. We don't do this. We go and apply to those companies which are a right match for us. And they also select those people who are a right match for them the kind of problems they solve, the kind of impact they have and the right mass of the person. Because of all these variables, now I'm coming to the money part. What happens is because of this, let me tell you the reality. You might say, hey, Anadeep, there are 10,000 designers, stacks of people who are becoming UX designers, even in this workshop, you know, there are like some 300, 400 people who are trying to become UX designers. But let me tell you what the reality is. There are Like thousands and millions of people who are trying to become UX designers. Let's say there are only thousand roles in UX design, right? there are only 100 people who are fit for these thousand roles. That is the reality today. The 10,000, 1 lakh people who want to become UX designers, who are UX designers, calling themselves UX designers, they're like some thousand roles. There are only 100 people who are fit for these thousand roles. And the industry is desperate to find UX designers with basic perspectives. They do not know how companies work. They do not know what UX design is. They do not know how to impact businesses. A lot of UX designers, when they, when they come with their portfolio, all they talk about is colors. All they talk about the kind of font they have chosen. They don't talk about problems, they don't talk about the problems they have solved. No! Formula portfolios. God knows why they did card sorting over there. God knows why they did information architecture over there. No reasoning. Someone said, put some card sorting, they kept some card sorting. No reasoning, nothing, what kind of problem, why does it even require that? No. Some Some random 3-4 questions put as user research, done. Over there. So many formulas coming. Because it doesn't matter, it doesn't happen like this. Oh, you made all this case study, all these tick marks. Now you got 280 marks. Now you're cut off. You got the job. Unfortunately, the job doesn't work like that. This is the reality, guys. This is the reality. Please, please, please. Really understand this reality that you need to understand the right kind of perspectives if you really want to crack your job as a UX designer, right? And because of this, coming back to this question, because of the situation, companies are desperate to find these people. And when they find these people, let me tell you a lot of my students as well, they get multiple offers, each offer on top of it. Just simply trying to you know crazy salaries just because they found the right kind of a person. So let's aim and become those 100 people so that, you know, we can fit in that game. I'm telling you, that the situation is going to be there for, you might say that, hey, Anudeep, you're taking workshop mentorship and all these things. So a lot of people probably by the, you know, like in few months, there'll be uh, ample amount of designers. Not the situation, There's so many companies coming out, there are so many kinds of problems they want to solve and there is a dearth of people who can solve these problems. And on top of it, let me top you off with one thing. What happens is, a lot of UX designers even working right now in the companies are not utilizing their maximum potential of what a UX designer can possibly do. That's one of the biggest realities. A lot of people, a lot of UX designers take my word on this, are just simply going and sitting and making screens. Nothing else. And they come and complain, not their mistake, but they come and complain saying that hey you know what, my company only wants me to make screens. It doesn't allow me to do any of those things which you are talking about. That is because you do not know how to pitch to your company about how is it that you can generate maximum value to your company. All you have proved to the company is that probably you can make a screen. You have never proved to the company that you know what, I can take a better decision than this. I can get some data from the users and make sure that the screen is the better version of the screen than what you and me are thinking with our opinions. You don't have, you didn't prove that. You don't even know how to prove that. You don't know how to talk to your stakeholders. You don't know how is it that you can bring their trust to you so that they can trust your design thinking process. You don't have all these perspectives and therefore you're just simply sitting and making screens and what is that you're getting paid for that? Peanuts. Let me give a summary of this whole thing. The salaries are dependent on the companies, the kind of roles they have. And there's a lot of ambiguity in what UX designer does. The UX maturity of the company and the desperation the company has to find the right kind of people. And the situation is very desperate. There are so many people who claim themselves as UX designers, but there are only very few people who are actually UX designers. And there are so many roles which are, you know, for which there are a few number of people and therefore the salaries are very, very high for these people. So what should you do? You need to aim for these kind of people with the right kind of perspectives. And with that, we conclude this episode. I don't know if you finished your coffee, but I'm sure this helped you think better like a UX designer. Also, don't miss out on the other episodes where I talk a lot about exciting things in UX design. For more content, stay tuned to UX Coffee Break. Hit that subscribe button and we'll meet in your next Coffee Break.